in a sick room, lawyer in a courtroom. He's bread when I'm hungry, yeah. Water when I'm thirsty. Praise to God for being good to us. Fact about it, God does not have to be good. It's just his nature to do so. And I was taught that when somebody's been good to you, you ought to sell them. Thank you. Grateful we are and thank some of the members of the St. John Church for being here tonight. Glad to see you. Amen. Amen. We thank our music ministry, but we are glad to be here 25 years. Come on, let's celebrate. Come on, let's celebrate. My friend and my brother. And then we're so thankful to have his beautiful wife, Mrs. Cofield. Come on. Amen. And I'm like color purple, eyes married too. Amen. And so thankful for Val. And I have to recognize the mayor of Houston. Dr. Matilia Grace, amen. And we thank the Lord for her tonight. And I imagine out of 25 years, I don't have to be too long. You've had good preaching all week, amen. This train know how to get off the track. I imagine, I imagine, I imagine. Probably was saying, I don't know. Y'all know I'm old school. What I would do without the Lord. I imagine along the way. I don't know what I would do. Without the Lord When I'm down Down to my last 
time Wave at me, want a man, Jesus Step in on time Said I don't know That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. But maybe I got about five more people who'll join me and say, I don't know what I would do without the Lord. Said I don't know what I would do without the Lord. Said when I've done the very, the very best I can. They don't understand. Have you ever been there? I said, I don't. I don't know. What I would do. done preaching <laughs> Vic Warren says you'll never know God is all you need until God is all you have E.A. Robinson says that the world is a bewildered kindergarten. And the children in the sandbox are spelling God with the wrong blocks. Spurgeon says those who preach the gospel are often in trouble because they interfere with the sins of man. It is to suggest to us that misery and adversity are the inevitable existential 
ontological reality of ministry. Our other words, is hard to deal with Negroes. Ministry is mingled with struggle and strife. And we see it often at play in the life of Jesus. So Paul will preach to us for a moment tonight. And he says, chapter 4, 16, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, he says, at my first defense, no one came to support me. I know you can't identify with that. But everybody deserted me. But may it not be held against them. Verse 17, if you ain't shouted none this year, here's where you shout. But the law. This ain't into making people shout no more. If you can't get it right here, you ain't going to get it. But the Lord stood by my side, gave me strength, that through me the message might fully be proclaimed to all of the Gentiles. And I was delivered out of the lion's mouth. And the Lord will. Y'all don't know how to shout. I don't know what's coming up the road, but the Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. And to him be glory forever. Amen. Isn't it interesting? I just want to talk about when God is all you have. 25 years when God is all you have. 25 years, Pastor Cofield, some folks started out with you, they liked you, but when God is all you have. Scripture says, Demas has forsaken me for the love of this world. Isn't it something to be in a room full of people and sit still feel like you're all by yourself? And many of you may not be able to identify with it, but I tell you, as I said Sunday, somebody on July 4th is going to buy the ribs. Somebody's going to cook the ribs. Somebody's going to set the table. Somebody's going to have the plating. Folk going to come in your house, eat your food, pull out farm paper and Ziploc bags, not help you clean up, take their food and leave you and you'll be by yourself. Sometimes it just seems like you're all alone. But the God that we serve will let you be all alone and still not be lonely. He says, you may not be able to trust me or trace me, but you can trust me. You may not be able to find me, but you can feel me. You may not be able to see me, but you can believe in me. You may not be able to touch me, but you can try me. And it's strange, I know, you can't see my help, but my help is here, even when it seems like I'm by myself. 
Apostle Paul is not sitting on the beach. He's writing from a dungeon. As he writes, he suggests to us that there are different ways that we ought to deal with troubled times. Some people shout and go to church, and the moment trouble comes, they don't know how to handle it. Depression and suicide has not only taken over the pew, but it has crept into the pulpit. And somewhere, I have to believe that somebody has forgotten that he said, and lo, I am with you. Always, even unto the end of the world. What are you talking about, Paul? I'm facing Nero's chopping block. Nobody comes to be a character witness. Nobody comes to speak on my behalf. Now, I've taken care of a whole lot of folks. But I can't find them when I need help. I, I know you can't identify. The first thing I see is the crisis in ministry is that so many times you give to people, but when it comes time for people to pour back into you, you can't find them. I wish I had about 25 people. Y'all better help me over here. You poor, I want to speak a word of encouragement. And then you need to be encouraged and can't find it. But here is what I tell you. Sometimes you just got to encourage your doggone self. Sometimes you just got to tell your doggone self, run on. My brothers and my sisters. You've got to learn, first of all, to rely on his presence. The Greek construct of the text says, I will never, ever leave you. And if you ain't never shouted in your life, that's where you ought to shout. Your spouse may have gone home to be with the Lord, but God is still there. Your children may not be at home, but God is still there. Folk may have, they, you know, they say this thing, I'll be with you through the thick and the thin, but when things get thick, folks will get thin. But God has promised, I will not leave you. Nor will I forsake you. Paul is in prison. Hemmed in by circumstances. People who he helped were no longer there. That's a hurtful thing. Some of the worst places you receive that type of hurt. The people who hurt you the most. Some of them hold the door. Some of them say the prayer. Y'all ain't in the house with me. Some of them direct the song. Some of them sing the songs. But if you've got God on your side, I wish I had about 15 people in here who say, I know I got him. If I look like I'm by myself, you just can't see my help. But my hope is built on nothing less than I rely on his presence. My judicial hearing. Nobody was there to speak on my behalf. Paul says, and I didn't try to defend myself. 
I didn't need to defend myself. I was relying on his presence, but I was also responding to his purpose. The law. Not too many places in the scripture do we see him standing, but right here, the law changed positions on me. The Lord stood up on me. And when the Lord stood with me, not only did he stand, but he poured into me. I wish I had somebody here who could testify. There have been times when I felt like quitting. Let me talk to the real folk on this side. There have been times when I felt like giving up. Let me talk to the real folk. There have been times when I felt like church wasn't worth going to. I don't want to hear nobody tell me I'm praying for you. Nobody tell me it's going to be all right. I didn't want to hear you sing. I didn't want to hear you pray. I didn't want to hear no scripture. I felt like giving up. Somehow, when I wanted to quit, Somebody better help me right here. I could feel something on the inside of me. That even when I didn't feel like being bothered, I found myself praying for folk who talked about me, loving folk who hated on me, being there for folk who I knew was smiling in my face, all the while trying to take my Because the Lord poured out of himself his strength into me. Not just his physical strength, but his spiritual strength. Not just his spiritual strength, but his moral strength. So when I wanted to cuss folk out, I just said, Lord. I ain't got no real folk in here. You act like you prayed for everybody. Not me. I've wanted to cuss many times, but I've just said, Lord, have mercy. And anybody know that the Lord can handle your enemies? I said, anybody know that the Lord can handle your enemies? Anybody know that the Lord can fight your battle? Anybody know that the Lord will make your enemies behave? And what do you mean respond to your purpose? He says, I didn't put you in the church house, but I put you in the dungeon. Pastor Kofi, I didn't put you in River Oaks. I put you in third wall. I wanted what you had to say. The folks on the street who were hooked on the little crack rock can change their lives and get hooked on the rock of ages. I wanted you to be in the middle of the hood so somebody who didn't know how to raise their children could come and get some hope at the center of hope and some help for their children. I put you in the dungeon because I wanted you to respond to my purpose for your life. God deliver me from church folk who want to preach to other church folk. 
God deliver me from preachers who want to get church folk from other churches. Or not go fishing in aquariums. So all you get is pretty fish. But if you lunch out into the deep, I wish I had somebody here. You might catch a little bit of everything, but when God cleans it up, he knows how to make it work. I put you in the dungeon. I'm almost done. I ain't got one more point. He's here. His presence. So when I was a little boy, I used to get chills when the old preachers would say, come by here, good Lord. Because I could feel his presence. When my enemies were on my track, I could just say, handle it, Lord. I could feel his presence. And I learned to quit fighting my own battles because Exodus 14, 14 says, and the Lord shall fight for you. And you will hold your peace. message that Paul was preaching was not one that was popular. Nonetheless, the Gentiles needed to hear that God was real. Somebody needs to know that there is a reality in serving a true and a living God. And if it does not come from the church, then where will it come from? That's why we've got to learn to love the unlovable, be there for the broken, and not be so judgmental. Because if walls could talk, I knew it would get quiet right there. I'm going to run it through one more again. I say if walls could talk, oh, you're still quiet. I'm going to run it through one more again. I said if walls could talk. Some of us would be so shamed we wouldn't even want to come to church. But thank God for grace and mercy. And the same grace and mercy that covered you is the same grace and mercy that can cover the other prisoners. My purpose is bigger than myself. It ain't about you. It's about Jesus. If you quit singing, guess what? We still going to have church. If you stop showing up, we still going to give God praise because God always has somebody. I need some help right there. And if he ain't got nobody, he knows how to raise up somebody. 25 years ago, it was some hellions that thought you wasn't going to be here. But 25 years later... Because God's presence was with you. And God had a purpose for your life. When God has a purpose for your life, the absence of men does not matter because you have the presence of God. And the benefit of his presence is that he will protect you and he'll preserve you, and he'll provide for you, 
And watch this. Everybody want to come out. Paul never got out the dungeon. God sometimes, see, see, will leave you right there. And he wants your enemies to see, I'll bless you right there. You should have lost your mind, but I'm going to let you have sanity right there. You should be going crazy, but I'm going to give you joy right there. I'm not going to take you out of the dungeon. I'm just going to let you have paradise while you're in the dungeon. Is there anybody here who can testify? God may not have taken me out, but I still have my praise. Even in the middle of a dungeon experience. I hope you're getting this. Maybe sick, but I'm still serving. Maybe worried, but I'm still worshiping. Maybe poor, but I'm still praising. Maybe livid, but I'm still lifting him up. Maybe hurting, but I'm still happy. Maybe down, but I'm still dancing. Why? Because I got God on my side. You can have this whole world, but give me Jesus. Yeah. My brothers and my sisters, when God is all you have, You've got a whole lot. My brothers and my sisters, you've got to learn how to rely on his presence. You've got to respond to his purpose. And then you've got to rejoice in his preservation. I see your tears, but let me tell you something. Many people, theologues, believe that he's talking about Nero. He was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. This thing go further back than Nero. <laughs> Satan been trying to kill some of you a long time. Oh, I guess I'm by myself. Satan been trying to stop you from doing what you've been doing a long time. Satan have tried to destroy your witness, destroy your family, destroy your mind. It ain't Nero, it's Satan. But the Bible says, and the Greek term means, he snatches me out of the mouth of the lion. That means, Reverend Allen, that, that Satan had his grips on me. But the Lord, some kind of way, just pulled me out of the grips of Satan. And I'm not by myself. Somebody else in here can say I've been delivered from some stuff that I used to do, some places I used to go, some people I used to hang with, but I've been snatched. Anybody been snatched? I said anybody been snatched? Satan thought he had you, but the Lord. Y'all don't know when to shout. Watch this. If I've been snatched, then he'll leave a little bit of my clothing in the lion's mouth to remind him of where I used to be so he can see me when I ain't there no more. I wish I had somebody in here who was glad that the Lord reminds the devil that you don't belong to him. But you belong to the Lord. 
And every time Satan has to see your hands lifted, your hands praising, your mouth open, he has to say, that's a child of the king. I'm done. I got one more thing to tell you. One more thing. 15 minutes. One more thing to tell you. I'm going to tell it to you in about three minutes. Not only has he already delivered me from the mouth of the lion, but there are two words that ought to have you shout tonight if I don't ever help you to shout. You know what those two words are? He will. Okay. All right. Y'all better help me. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to drop you off right there. But there ain't but two words. He will. He will. What are you talking about? The book says he will deliver me. The same God that snatched me out the last time can deliver me from every evil work that comes up against me. So you think I'm scared? I ain't never scared. Uh, I ain't never scared. Uh, I'm not afraid because God is with me. He will. Watch this. Rescue me. Here's your next shout. From every. Oh, shucks. You don't know when to shout. Y'all better go to work and tell the devil, you ain't bothering me every. Go home. You might need to tell your spouse, you ain't bothering me every. I'm not concerned because everything that tries to take me down, I know God will deliver me. Ain't no health disparity. Ain't nobody. Ain't no circumstance. Ain't no situation. Nothing can block me. Nothing can stop me because he will. Oh, Lord. Reverend, I'm coming. 25 years. It's been because of his presence. It's been because of his purpose. And he has preserved you. Yeah, that's the response right there, whoever said it. And when the Lord preserves you, there's something that each of us owe the Lord. That's the last piece in the scripture. To him be glory. I feel like it. I'm going to run it through one more time. To him be glory. And I want to know how long you're going to have this praise break. Because down here you keep getting on my nerves, standing up, waving your hands. So tell me are you going to praise God forever and ever and ever and ever and ever to him be the glory I know we don't shout like we used to shout but if you have your mind and you think about the things that the Lord has done for you. I got 10 reasons you ought to give him praise. Number 10, he delivered.
delivered you. Number nine, he delivered you. Number eight, he delivered you. Number seven, he delivered you. Number six, he delivered you. Number five, he delivered you. Number four, he delivered you. Number three, two, one. Anybody in here can say yeah, yeah. I've been delivered, and since I've been delivered, I gotta shout. Since I've been delivered, I gotta praise. Since I've been delivered, you can't keep me quiet. You can't keep me in my seat. You can't keep me bound because the Lord has preserved me 25 years. Nobody but the Lord, but he ain't the only one who the Lord has taken care of. If he's taken care of you, stand on your feet and give him a shout. Give him a shout. Thank you, Lord. I dare you to just take a minute and tell him, thank you, Lord. 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 At the end of every football game, when the team scores, the referee automatically. Well, some of you, the Lord has been letting score every time the devil thought he had you. You were in the red zone of life. You cannot afford to remain silent. But if you made the touchdown, lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. I'm really done. I, you know, I hope that helped you, but I just want you to take about five seconds and think about what he's done. When you thought you were by yourself, the old folks used to sing all night and all day. The angels. That's what happened at Calvary. They thought it was over, but early. Well, all right, they want to play it. Y'all go on and shout. Go ahead. Celebrate for yourself. Celebrate for him. 25 years. 
your hands and give him praise. 